You've been ordered to pay alimony for a period of time. Things happen, things change. What do you do if you want to get out of it? Hi, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income, so the less you make, the less you pay. Today, I'd like to talk to you about alimony, and basically, when does alimony end? So let's back up for a second, just talk about alimony in general. So alimony is money that's paid from by one ex-spouse to the other ex-spouse uh, to, to support him or her financially. So um, the amount of, or the, the time of alimony, the length of the alimony payments are mandated by uh, statute, or at least they are capped. That means they, they can't go over a certain limit. And a lot of that has, depends on how long uh, were the two of you married. Uh, there are other factors also involved in uh, determining whether alimony is appropriate or not uh, in your case. Uh, again, uh, the length of the marriage is one thing. So marriages of a shorter duration, will a judge will tend not to award alimony or to award it uh, in a lesser amount or for fewer months. Um, the conduct of the parties uh, during the, the course of the marriage can have an impact on alimony. If there was infidelity, for instance, that could uh, influence a judge in determining uh, if alimony is appropriate and if so, in what amount. Um, the needs of the uh, of the parties. So is was one spouse making a lot more money than the other one? Is the other one um, what they call economically disadvantaged as a result of the marriage? So typically in, the, in those cases, um, traditionally, uh, one of the spouses, oftentimes the woman, would stay home, the mother with the child. Um, that person is unable to advance uh, his or her career, is unable to um, get additional education so that their career could be forwarded as well. Because as a result of the marriage, uh, that person is in a lesser uh, position economically than they would be otherwise. And the court recognizes that and would possibly order alimony because the other party, the other partner, uh, was able to advance their career uh, and was not as um, burdened, if you will, as not as uh, constricted uh, due to childcare issues in, in that example. So if one party is, uh, say, the breadwinner throughout the course of a long marriage, and the other party uh, is more of a uh, sort of taking home, uh, taking care of the home front, uh, the judge is more likely to order alimony from that first party to the second party. Okay, so let's say alimony is in place for a period of time. Can that uh, be adjusted? Uh, and of course, the answer is it depends. Um, but it, it, it is possible to make an adjustment uh, on alimony. And when I say make an adjust adjustment, that would be a modification. So you can modify alimony, um, and you can modify most anything in a, uh, uh, in, a in a divorce setting, uh, in the divorce order, uh, but you have to show that there has been a material change in circumstances. So you have to first show the judge that there's been a material and substantial change in the circumstances of one or both of the parties uh, in order for even the judge to even uh, entertain the idea of modifying the, the order. And then the judge would get into the details of what are, what are the changes and should, should I change the, change the order and change the amount or whatever. So that's a modification. That's not exactly what we're focusing on today. Today, I would just like to show you there are a number of um, 
ways that uh, alimony will be terminated, uh, if, even if it's not in the order. So let's say that the mar- it's a long marriage and the, uh, the judge orders alimony for a long period of time. There are certain things that can happen along the way that would uh, um, require or at least give you an opportunity to have alimony terminated. Uh, one of them is that if the spouse that's receiving the, the alimony remarries. So if the, if the uh, recipient spouse uh, marries somebody else, then they are presumably in a better economic situation because perhaps there are uh, two incomes in the household and that person doesn't need the financial support from the first marriage as much. So that can, that can be a reason to uh, terminate alimony. Uh, the other one is that if the receiving spouse uh, is uh, cohabitates, lives with another person for three months or longer. So even if they're not married, if the two persons are living together in the same household, uh, it's the same situation. That person is presumably in a better economic position than they were before, and therefore alimony could be terminated, could be adjusted. Uh, and of course, one of the other reasons is if either of the spouses die. So uh, if the paying spouse dies or the payor, uh, the payee spouse dies, uh, that could terminate alimony as well. Uh, another thing is that alimony would end when the um, uh, once issued that general term alimony would end uh, when the paying spouse uh, attains uh, retirement age. So retirement age is defined under a under federal statute. Uh, generally, that's between 66 and 68 years old, somewhere in, somewhere in that uh, category. So basically, when they, when they attain uh, the age of retirement, when they perhaps become eligible for uh, some sort of government benefits, Social Security, and so forth, when they reach that point, that then alimony would terminate uh, at that time as well. Um, there, it can be alimony can be extended past. Uh, the that age be it beyond the uh, retirement age, uh, but there has to be good cause that is shown by the uh, receiving spouse why alimony should be extended, and the judge must put those findings. Uh, it, it must be in those findings must be in writing. The judge has to write it down, explain why he or she is making that decision to extend alimony payments beyond the retirement age. Um, factors that judges often look to. For um, if they are going to extend alimony is uh, an advanced age uh, or illness of uh, or any unusual health circumstances of either party. So if the receiving party uh, is very is in very ill health, uh, it may be that they are dependent upon the paying uh, spouse for a longer period of time. Uh, tax considerations are another uh, issue that the court would look to. Um, whether or not the paying spouse is is providing health insurance for the uh, receiving spouse. So if they're paying for the insurance, perhaps uh, that would be some, something that the, the court would, uh, would take into consideration. Uh, whether the paying, uh, the payor spouse has been ordered to get life insurance, um, they look, the court will look to the sources and the amount of unearned income, including capital gains, you know, rents from, uh, from uh, real estate, things along those lines. They wanna take the full financial picture uh, into account. Um, significant premarital cohabitation is another issue. What that means is that, um, so you look to see how long, what was the length of the marriage? That's one of the issues that the court looks to, as we just discussed. There could be also taken into consideration if the parties live together for a long period of time prior to the actual official legal marriage taking place. So uh, the court wants to recognize that 
perhaps in their living situation, if they were married for, let's say, married for 10 years, but they lived together for eight years prior to that, really, they were living together as a couple for 18 years rather than the 10 years. So the court can, in its discretion, take that in, into consideration as well. Uh, the court would also look to see, it looked at a party's uh, inability to support themselves. So that would be another another issue that the court could look to. And the court could take into any other factor that they deem is uh, pertinent to your particular case. Again, the judge has to put these uh, findings in writing. And the importance of that is that the judge just can't come out and say, I'm, I'm extending it and not give you a reason. Because in, um, if you want to challenge the reason, uh, then you have it in writing uh, and perhaps the judge misunderstood what you said or misinterpreted something or perhaps you think made an error of law or something along those lines. So if it's in writing, at least you have the, the ability to look at it to see uh, why the judge came to that conclusion. And if you want to challenge that decision, then you have the ability to do so. But one thing that uh, is not a factor in extending alimony beyond the retirement age uh, is the paying spouse's ability to work beyond that retirement age. So what that means is um, there were there, sometimes the receiving spouse will say, oh, sure, uh, my ex uh, re is, you know, re uh, attained the retirement age, let's say is 65 years old, and that retirement age uh, is what the cutoff is. But he or she is healthy. They've got a great career going. There's no reason why they have to retire. Their earning capacity uh, it still continues. I should benefit from that as well. The court has said, no, that's not the case that the, uh, the uh, paying spouse's ability to earn income after retirement age is not taken into consideration when deciding if alimony is going to be extended beyond the uh, retirement age requirement. So that's uh, basically um, how alimony is terminated um, for specific issues. Um, and alimony is uh, different from child support in that it's not, child support is very sort of uh, much more cut and dried. There's a formula for it. Alimony takes in a number of factors uh, and a judge is given a lot more leeway, if you will, in determining when, uh, uh, how, how long alimony will be paid and in what amount. As I said before, at Afford Law, we do practice family law and criminal law in Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on your income. What that means is that the less you make, the less you pay. We're trying to make ourselves as affordable as possible to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org and feel free to book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about family law matters or criminal law matters in Massachusetts. Because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.